Uh, let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this time you've given us to tap into you, our source, as our strength. I pray, Father God, as I speak to these young people, they'll be able to understand that they can, that they can be successful, that they can do everything in excellence, that they can be who you called them to be. And I pray, Father, that as I speak, it will bring clarity and insight to these young people, that they'll be inspired to go higher. Right now, with the authority given unto me, I come against every demonic spirit, everything that's working against me and my family and these young people. I cancel all your schemes now under the blood, under the name of Jesus Christ. Therefore, you will not harm anything that belongs to me or these young people. They will receive the word. And with that being said, Father, I turn my attention back to you and I thank you for that authority being manifest in this room today with fruit bearing as these young people leave this room. And we appreciate you, Father. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. All right, go ahead and get your notes ready. Today we're going to be talking about, or the title of my talk today is, Yes, You Can. Yes, You Can. My scripture for today will be coming from Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. I'm going to give you some time to write it in. Again, today's topic or today's title is, Yes, You Can. Can. Yes, you can. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Simple verse for today's lesson, but a lot of word in it. Yes, ma'am. Philippians 4.13. Yes, you can. The problem is this. When it comes to the phrase, yes, you can, is that for many, this phrase doesn't translate from the eternal or the external into the internal. In order for this phrase to have internal, external, or e eternal impact, the person must believe that they can. The problem when it comes to this phrase, yes, you can, is that for many, this phrase doesn't translate from the eternal from God, from the external for those that believe in us, into our hearts internal. In order for this phrase, yes you can, to have internal, external, and eternal impact, the person must believe that they can. It doesn't matter if I come to you and say I believe in you. It doesn't matter if I look you in the eye and say yes you can. It doesn't matter if God created you, formed you in your mother's womb with the hope and belief that you can be whatever you achieve, it doesn't matter if you don't believe. Do you believe that you can be successful? Do you believe that you can do great things? Do you believe that you can succeed in your schoolwork and, and be successful? It doesn't matter if God says it or if I say it. If you don't believe in you, you won't be able to do what you've been called to do. Can, by definition, is to be physically or mentally able to, also to know how to, and to be inherently able or designed to. Can means that I'm physically and mentally able. Can I get three people to tell me what they believe they can do 10 years from now? What do you want to be 10 years from now? Can I get someone? Yes, we are. A cartoonist. A cartoonist, and why? That's cool. That's cool. A cartoonist. Can I get someone else? Yes, we are. Uh, traveling nurse. A traveling nurse and why? Because when I travel, I 
You like baby, like traveling. That's good. One more person. Can I get a fella, a young man? Go ahead, swear. Now you got your hand up. Go ahead. Bless you, bless you. I ain't know if he was gonna answer. All right, go ahead, swear. Say it again. A hairstylist and why? That's good. That's good. We have a cartoonist. We have a traveling nurse, and we have say it again, swear. A stylist, hairstylist. Everybody in this room has the physical and mental ability, but do they have the internal fortitude to last? Also, definition with can is to know how to. You can be physically, mentally able, but do you have the knowledge to be able to do it successfully? Last but not least, it says to be inherently able to. Inherently by definition means in a permanent, essential, or characteristic way, meaning there are certain things that God has inherently placed inside of you for you to do. Let's talk. Let's break the scripture down four ways to have a lot of points I want to cover. This scripture has four parts that we're going to cover today. We're going to talk about I can. The second part is do. The third is all things. And the fourth is through Christ who strengthens me. The four parts to this topic, this message, this sermon is I can. Secondly, do. Thirdly, all things. Fourthly, through Christ who strengthens me. Let's look at I can. I can is a mindset. I can is your mentality. If you don't believe that you can, you won't. You can't start doing anything without the mindset or the mentality that I can. The problem is that many young people don't believe that they can. Some people can boastfully say, I believe I can or I one day will. But deep down inside you, do you really truly believe? Is your mind settled on the fact that you can do that you can be so that you can pass English or pass math or excel wherever your path may lead you. The problem is that many young people don't believe that they can. They may, in the presence of their peers, articulate boastfully or pridefully that they can. But when they go back home, there's insecurities. There's a quote that says the person who says they can and the person who says they can't are both correct. What are those things in your life that you're saying that you can't achieve, that you can't do? Let me tell you something about in life. No matter what it is that you want to achieve in life, there are certain aspects of it that you don't want to do. I don't want to do taxes. I don't always want to do certain things that comes with business, that comes with things, but I have to do it excellently. I have to do it at a high level because I don't want no problems. Next, where is your mind sitting right now? Where is your mindset sitting right now? Your mindset is your mind settled on a belief. Do you believe you can achieve? It says, where is your mind sitting right now? Is it sitting on the seat of I can or the seat I can't? Let's go to part two, do. I can, we said, is mentality. We said I can is a mindset. We said I can says no matter what my peers say, no matter what my parents say, no matter what anyone has to say, I believe I can. Because in life, you're going to have peers talk against your dream. You're going to have parents talking against your dream. But you got to believe inside of you that you can. Let's talk about do. Do is action. Many young people are either doing nothing or doing something which will reward them with nothing in eternity. Many are either lazy or busy. Do is half a done. What are you doing? to accomplish your dream? What habits are you forming right now? What, what, what things are you doing right now to ensure it can get done? 
Who cares if I uh, advertise that I'm writing a book? Who cares if I advertise a business I'm going to start? Who cares if I advertise? That's why I always say, do not advertise something you don't have in stock. Imagine going to the mall and you're looking for the Jordan 12s or whatever new Jordan's coming out. And they advertise that they have a thousand shoes, but you get there and they said, there's no shoes. A lot of us are advertising that we're going to the league. We're advertising that we're going to be successful. But when I check the shelves on your heart, do you have it in stock? Do you have it in you? Because what's the point of talking a big game? What's the point of talking big about something, but you don't have it on the shelves? You got to be more walking than talking. You got to be an individual that says, I'm not just going to talk about it. I'm going to be about it. Most people, I tell them this all the time, insecurities are loud. Confidence is silent. If you hear them before you see them, don't believe them. If you hear them before you see them, don't believe them. Actions is where the evidence is. So a lot of people are talking a big game, but when the lights come on and the crowd shows up and the, and the critics show up and the news show up, you don't show up. That's why you got to say, yes, I can, but I also have to do. Many young people are either doing nothing or doing something which will reward them with nothing in eternity. Some young people are doing nothing in comparison to their dream. Listen, you just can't dream. See, if you're still dreaming, but you don't know how to pull your dream into reality, you won't see your dream. It's cool to, to say, okay, I want to do this and I will achieve this. But if your dream is not partnered with doing, you won't have it. A lot of young people are doing nothing for their dream. They're not reading. They're not, they're not investing in themselves. They're not doing anything to build themselves at the level. That's why in order to measure where you really are, you can't measure with people that's below you. If you really want to see how good you are, you got to measure yourself with people that's above you. Do is half of done. Is your do truly doing? What are you doing right now to ensure that you will? Let's talk about all things. We said I can is what? Mentality. We said doing is what? Action. Now we're going to talk about all things. Y'all all right? All things means there's specific components. I have this point here. In everything, there is something that you are not going to like doing. The script says, I can do all things. And I'm going to say this point here. You can't spell calling or bawling without all. A lot of us are called. Called to ministry. Called to entrepreneurship. Called to business. You're called. But you can't spell your calling without all. There are certain aspects of your calling you're not going to like. There are certain aspects of business, entrepreneurship that you're not going to like. There are certain aspects or components of school you're not going to always like. But how you do anything is how you will do everything. And my ball is out there. If, you, if you're truly going to ball, you have to do it all. If you cheat yourself in the suicides, cheat yourself in the exercises, cheat yourself in the practice. If you cheat yourself in those areas, you won't be able to see yourself in the areas you desire to be. Next point, you were not created to do all things, just all of the things God wants you to do. I will never be able to be a woman. 
I can't do all things as a woman through Christ who strengthens me. <laughs> I can't do all things that LeBron can. I can't do all things that Tom Brady can. LeBron James is six foot nine, 260 pounds. I can't windmill like LeBron. I can't dunk like LeBron, right? I can't pass like Tom. I can't, I can't do any of those things. So that scripture can be confusing to us. We can think that we literally can do all things, but God says, I want you to do all the things that's for you. That's why you can't compare your life to somebody else. You can't be running your lane, looking at somebody else's lane. You cannot get so caught up in that or you won't be successful. You have to understand that you got to stand under God and say, God, what is it that you want me to do? What if God doesn't want you to go to the league? What if God doesn't want you to be a cartoonist, a, 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 a designer, a hairstylist, a travel nurse? What if I had hoop dreams just like all of you all? I wanted to go to the league just like everyone else did. But that dream died at 19. Can you handle your dream dying at 19? Can you handle if God says, fam, NFL is not for you. NBA is not for you. Will you leave God or still pursue that dream? I'm not saying that's what God wants. But I'm saying this. If you try to do things without God, you won't be successful. You may be rich. You may be famous. You may be known by the world, but heaven won't know you. When you stand before God, will God say, um, um, good and faithful servant, well done, my good and faithful servant. You've done well. I don't want to go to heaven. And then God say, Josh, the preacher, Josh, the speaker, Josh, the teacher, come up. And I'm Josh, the accountant. I'm Josh, the, 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 the real estate mogul. God's going to say, you, you helped many people get homes. You helped many people succeed. You made a lot of money. But when it comes down to what I want you to do, you're not successful towards me. You were not created to do all things, just all the things God wants you to do. Also, all also means he wants a return from all the things he has placed in you. What are those gifts that you are bearing right now? It might not be cool to be a writer right now. It may not be cool to be a spoken word artist. It may not be cool to be a drawer. It may not be cool for those inner gifts that you have. But God is looking for a return on everything that's in you. Every single uh, creative ability in me. That's why I, I, I do my best to speak well, write well, communicate well, coach well, because that's all a part of me. I don't care if your mom says, go be a doctor. That won't, whatever you want to do ain't going to make you a lot of money. Let me tell you something. Who's wealthier? <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. There's a lot of people, there's doctors out there making six figures. There's doctors out there that are making a lot of money. But those who are tapped into their dream can make millions. There's a lot of people, there's nothing wrong if you want to be a doctor. What I'm saying is, if you're being a doctor because of somebody else, that's a bad decision. I can is what? Mentality, mindset. Doing is what? Action. All things. Never mind. <laughs> of all things. Next point, through Christ, who strengthens me. Through Christ means powered by. You ever seen on TV, uh, you, you see powered by, uh, body armor, sponsored by, etc., etc. 
That means those are the funders of that programming. That without Chase Bank, without Body Armor, without Gatorade, without Nike, that program would not be funded, right? Through Christ means I'm powered by, sponsored by, funded by. Through Christ means powered by and the way he would. Life is going to put some challenges in front of you. But that doesn't mean you settle or you lessen yourself under your character. You still have to do things the way he wants you to do them. There's going to be people that's going to talk about you, ridicule you, call you outside of your name, talk down to your dream. But you got to say, I'm not powered by my peers. I'm not powered by my parents. I'm powered by God. There's a lot of people that talk down about my dream. Let me tell you something about dreams. When you make your dreams a reality, all those people who screamed against your dream will be hushed. Five years from now, if you can weather the storm, if you can weather the embarrassment, one day all the people that's talking against you will be silent. Because you're not powered by them. So many of you all are powered by the opinions of your friends, powered by the opinions of your parents. You're powered by that. And some of you have lost your power. A lot of you have lost your energy because of what somebody else said. Never get insight from someone who never who's never going to see or who hasn't even seen what they're telling you they don't want you to do. What that means is how are you going to go to a 400 pound person to learn about how to lose weight? Why are you going to go to the person on the corner of the street with a sign? I will work for food to get business advice. That's dumb. So why are you going to a parent who ain't successful? Why are you going to a peer who ain't making appearance? Who's not rich? Who's not successful? Who's not excelling? Because let me tell you about someone who knows about the place that you want to go. They will never down you. They will only encourage you. People who are beneath where you're trying to achieve have nothing to provide or offer the conversation. Through Christ means powered by and the way he would. Not only am I powered by God, but I got to do things right by God, meaning in excellence. How you do anything is how you do everything. So right now, if you want to be uh, uh, in the NFL or in the NBA, if you want to be successful, it starts now. Listen, listen, the 2.5 GPA average, man, you got to you got to have that in college. Like, like there's certain aspects of school that you ain't going to like. But if you don't put your effort in, in the little things, you won't achieve the big things. Listen, you have to be a reader. Like, you ever seen someone in an interview? You seen Marshawn Lynch? He may be rich, but his, his, his vocabulary is not as wide. His articulation is not as deep. There are certain people that can talk eloquently. You got to be able to read because if you plan to lead, you got to plan to read. I mean, how do I say that? If you, if you plan to lead, you have to plan to read. And what I mean by this, if you don't exercise this mind, this muscle, let me tell you something. Thank you, Swag. These muscles ain't going to take you, but only so far. The two muscles you must exercise every day is your mind and your spirit. Because what happened when you twist your knee or break your ankle and you're no longer in a league anymore or you're no longer in the places you want to? If this ain't well, they always say this about billionaires. They said if you <clears throat> if a billionaire loses all his money, he can make it all back in a year or two. Why? He lost the money, but he didn't lose the mentality. He lost the money, but he didn't lose the mindset. And if your mind is not strengthened, if you don't have the mind of Christ right now developing it, you won't be able to really survive.
The only way you would be able to make it through unscathed is through him. Nobody else can get you out of certain things like God can. I can do all things through Christ. I have to go through him if I want to be successful. What's the, what's the, what's the best success? Eternal success or earthly success? Why is eternal success the most important? It's forever. So what's the point of doing it through you, through your parents, through, through inspiration? It has to be through him. I am only who I am today because of him. He's the one that woke me up this morning. He's the one that gave me life in my bones. He's the one. And if I do anything else through anyone else, in the outside of him, I'm not going to be. Let me tell you something about marriage and parenting and, and the extra levels of life or success, making money, being successful. If you don't do it through him and you do it through yourself or them, then you're going to find yourself in situations where your earthly knowledge can help you escape out of. It takes God wisdom to get through some of these earthly trials. And so you have to say, what am I doing my life through? In Ms. McCullough's class, in Ms. Riley's class, wherever class you're in, you have to say, I got to do this through him. Because if you truly want to be successful in life and you want a successful uh, marriage, a successful family, a successful business, whatever success that you want, it has to be through him. Who are you sponsored by? Who are you powered by? <laughs> if we was to watch the commercials in between your story, will it say, would it be his commercials? Would it be his advertisement or is it someone else in between the different chapters of your story? The only way you will be able to make it through unscathed is through him. The scripture says not by might, nor by power, but by my what? Spirit. You can be the most talented. You can be the strongest. You can be the most articulate. You can be the most handsome. You can be the most beautiful. You can be the most of all those different things. You can, have be, you can have the money to get you into doors, but it's by his spirit that you'll be successful. Now, let's talk about eight things, eight ways to ensure, yes, you can, has an internal, external, and eternal impact. You have to be able to confess over your life that you can, that I can, that I will, etc. Internal impact means this, that nobody, no matter what a person says outside of me, I know who I am. That's why I don't compare myself to no one. I'm not competing with no one. I am competing with Josh of 10 minutes ago. The Josh of yesterday is who I'm competing with. The man in the mirror. I'm not competing with any other minister, any other preacher, any other speaker, any other entrepreneur. It's me and me. I know who I am. I don't, I'm not going to come down here and be a cartoonist. I can't draw. <laughs> the only time I sing and it's, it's actually good is when I'm by myself. <laughs> Everybody else be like, hey, tone it down, bro. You can't sing. I'm not going to go out there looking for a record deal or try to start a record label. That's not my gifting. I'm not going to come out there at 36-year-old and go try out for the Sacramento Kings or the Charlotte Hornets. I'm not going to go out and knock on the Panthers' door and be like, I want to play football. That's outside of my jurisdiction. 
There's a certain, I know I might be able to hit one good time, but I ain't been hit. I ain't, you know what I'm saying? It might be a little difficult for me. You know what I'm saying? I, all I can do is a men's league. That's all I can do right now. But I got to understand that I have to know who I am in him. The best position you will ever have is a son or a daughter of God. The two most important titles you will ever hold for girls, it would be a daughter and for guys, a son. That's why the devil's after the father's. If I can mess up your imagery of a father, then I can mess up the way you interact with the heavenly one. So if I don't, if you don't know how to be a daughter, how can you be a woman? If you don't know how to be a woman, how can you be a wife? If you don't know how to be a wife, how can you be a mother? If you're not settling him as a child of God, then you're not going to be able to be successful. That's why the most important position I hold is his son. So when I mess up, I can go right to my dad and say, Father, forgive me. And I won't sit there and run into my room with condemnation because I know my father loves me. You have to change the way you feel on the inside about yourself. Because it doesn't matter if I say I love you. It doesn't matter if your mom says she loves you. If you don't love yourself, that love won't lift in yourself. It won't grow you. It won't develop you. You have to have this yes you can, yes I can internally. You got to be able to say no, I believe I will. Like what I, what, uh, um, Anthony. I was in a classroom with Anthony, I don't know if it was this year or last year. And I was asking students, what do they want to be when they grow up? Go ahead, Emily. Yes, yes, go ahead, go ahead, go use the bathroom. Yeah. Anthony in the whole classroom, Anthony said, I said, Anthony, what you want to be? Anthony said, I'm going to be a farmer. The room laughed. The room laughed at him being a farmer. I said, you're going to laugh at the one that's going to give you food? I said, if this man want to be a farmer, y'all should be celebrating that he would be a farmer and get your tomatoes on discount. No, yesterday's price... It's not today's price, Anthony, so you don't get no discounts. But what I'm saying is, if he believes on the inside that he's a farmer, he's going to achieve that, no matter what his peers have to say. You have to have that external and that eternal impact. Now, let's talk about these eight things real quickly. Number one, in order for, yes, you can, to have an internal, external, eternal impact, let me break that down real quick. When I have the internal impact, it gives me external impact. When I am confident who I am in Christ, I can now impact you through my message. I can impact you through understanding. I can impact you through counseling. That's my external impact. When I have internal impact that translates to external impact, then I have eternal impact. What's eternal impact? What does that mean to you? Huh? Forever. Olivia? When I die, not right now, give me some years, give me some years. <laughs> when I die, I won't stop living. My soul may be in heaven, but my impact will still be here. My books will live 100 years beyond me. My YouTube videos will be seen beyond me. The hearts that I've touched in these, within these four walls, y'all will never forget me. I believe I already know that JP will never forget me. I know Lydia will never forget me. I know <clears throat> Val will never forgive me or Patricia. I know some of y'all never forgive me because of the impact. So when I die, Josh will keep living. Mr. Ezzy will keep living. Your goal in life is to have such an impact that what you do will outlive you. Now, eight things. How to ensure your yes, you can has impact. Number one, you must get to know the man, Christ Jesus. All these words that I'm about to say rhymes with can you must get to know the man personally. 
You must get to know him personally. He'll be the one that says, you can get through this math problem. You can get through this English class. I went through these same hallways. I went to school here, so I already know. I had Miss McCullough as my English teacher. I had Miss Riley as my math teacher. And I got through. <laughs> you have to get to know the man. You got to get to know him personally. You got to say, God, show yourself to me. Reveal yourself to me. Teach me how to be like you. Because he'll be the one when no one, because a lot of you are waiting for someone to encourage you. You're waiting for your mom to say, I love you. She may never say it. Some of you are waiting for your dad to hug you and love you. You're waiting for your dad to even come see you. What if he never comes? What if he never comes see a game? What if he's never there? You need to know someone that's always there, and that's the man, Christ. Number two, you must become a fan of yourself. If you want to have eternal, external, and internal impact, you must become a fan of you. There's not an ounce of me that don't like me. I love me, but I didn't always love me. I almost committed suicide twice in my life. One at 16, one at 23. My worth and value was in other things. But when I found that I was made fearfully and wonderfully, when I found out that my giftings have a, pur a purpose, I became a fan of me. You may not have no cheerleaders in your life. You may not have nobody celebrating you, but you have to become a fan of you. Number three, you must determine what God wants you to do with your lifespan. All of us know our birth date, but none of us know our death date. All of us know our birth date. December 31st, 1985 was when I was born. 10.30 p.m. Greatness was born. 10.30, December 31st, on a Tuesday night, 1985, Josh was born. But I have no clue when I'm going to die. So I better start living. Hmm? What's the third? Oh, yeah. The third one is you must determine what God wants you to do with your lifespan. There's two dates. We heard this before. I think Minister Chapman said this the other week. That you have the day that you was born. You have the day that you're going to die. What are you doing with the dash in between? How long is that dash? Pretty small, right? That dash in between those two dates is pretty small. Let that remind you that life is that short. It ain't like the, the, my birthday's written on that wall and the dash goes all the way down Betty's forward. No, that dash ain't that long. The dash is that small, 80 years like that. I just got 36. I remember 26. This thing went by so fast. I was like, I was just 16 just a couple of years ago. Like, it, it goes by fast. It goes slow now because you're in school. School kind of slows your life down. <laughs> I got to go to school. But once you get into the real world, next thing you're looking up, you're 26, 36, 46, and you don't have your purpose in the mix, if you don't have nothing that you can fix, you won't be successful. You got to be able to say, 
What am I doing now for my life? You don't have time to waste on TikTok. If TikTok ain't making you money, get off of it. If Instagram ain't making you money, get off of it. If it ain't making you money, if it ain't going to make you successful, get off of it. That don't mean you don't spend some time, but don't spend five hours a day. Because life is like that. We all got that notification on Sunday morning, which says, our, uh, what's that thing called? Uh, attention span or something? Or what's that thing? What? The, uh, what's the time? It's whatever. It's that thing that says how long you've been on your device. Screen time. What was your, you want to say it out loud. What was your screen? Think about it. What was your screen time? 13 hours, 16 hours, five hours, three hours. Now let me ask you this question. Let me ask you this question. You was on this device seven hours a day, eight hours a day. Did you make any money? Second of all, let me tell you this real quick, real quick. Seven hours on this device, but barely seven minutes in your Bible. The math ain't mathing. It's not adding. It's subtracting. It's dividing. It's not multiplying. The devil wants your attention. Why do you think the phrase says pay attention? The word pay. Attention is currency. Every time you pay an attention to something, either it's going to lead to your ascension or put you in detention. And you got to say, is what I'm doing now going to help me be successful? I can't watch a full football game right now. I can't watch a full basketball game right now because I don't have a max contract. <laughs> If I haven't made my, the day I make my first meal or my second meal, I'll take time to watch a game. But until then, I ain't watching a full game. I get my snippets. Why? Because I can't, I can't get the full of this if I'm not accomplished what it is that I want to do. My wife wants a beautiful ranch home. My wife wants certain life, a certain living. My wife wants certain things. My daughter is going to want certain things. And dad can't be watching TV. My wife right now don't have to work no more. That's my job. My wife said, she, now she loves to work. My wife came to me and said, babe, never mind. She said, she said, she said, she said, she said, she said, Josh, I don't want to work no more. I want to be a mother. My responsibility was you work when you want to work. That's my responsibility because I want her to be at peace. Because if she's at peace, who's in peace? Me. All right? But what are you doing with your lifespan? What are you doing with your life? Because your death date, none of us know. What if you was to die tomorrow? Would heaven, get a re -re would a heaven reap a harvest from your life? If you were to die five, five days from now, would heaven get anything from your life? That's real. If I die today, which I want... I am comfortable knowing that I gave heaven something. I gave people something. That's the mindset you got to have right now in your life. Next point, you must always believe that you can. Number one, you must get to know the man, Christ Jesus. Number two, you must become a fan of yourself. Number three, you must determine what God wants you to do with your lifespan. And now you must always believe that you can, even in front of that test, even in front of that quiz, even in front of that challenge, even in front of that person talking about you. You have to believe always 
that you can. Next point, you must become aware of and execute a God-given plan. Do you know how many plans I had that failed? (laughs) Yes, I got you. You must become aware and execute a God-given plan. God, what's your plan for my life? In my dorm room at Oral Roberts University, I was looking out of a window. And I just, I just dislocated his finger two weeks before ORU's basketball tryouts. They already talked to the dean. They already talked to the coach. I had a spot on that team. Out there playing flag football like I wasn't supposed to. The Holy Spirit told me, do not play flag football today. But I was playing Little John the Eastside Boys. I was playing my music. I was getting hyped for the game. I went outside, caught a couple of flags, did my thing. Next thing you know, my finger got caught. This finger can't even bend that far. This finger got caught in someone's jersey and dislocated. Destroyed, messed up my ligament. They said I would be out for about uh, six to eight weeks or whatever. Basketball trials didn't happen. Didn't get a chance to try out for the team. But I was in my dorm room depressed because I was like, man, I, I, I had the opportunity to play ball. I was looking out my dorm room window and the presence of God hit me so strong that I fell onto my feet and I never weeped like this before, but I wept like a baby. And God said these words to me as people was going to their dorm, uh, going to their classes. I probably should have been in class too, but anyway, they was going to class. And he says, if you don't do what you're called to do, what's going to happen to them? That day is when I said, God, my plans are over. I'm going to follow yours. Next thing I know, YouTube just came out. I started doing YouTube videos. I started writing my book, and the rest is history. What is God's plan for you? Are you willing to do his plan? Next one, you must ban certain habits, thoughts, etc. You got to put a ban on certain people, certain things. A ban, B-A-N, ban, like you no longer a part of my life anymore. You heard the saying, you show me your friends, show you what? Oh, you never heard this before? If, if I show you your friends, I can show you your future. They say these three, there's three types of minds in the world. You heard this if you've been in economics class. But there's small minds, there's average minds, and there's large minds or big minds. Small-minded people talk about people. Average-minded people talk about events. Big-minded people talk about ideas. If the friends you are around right now only talk about events and ideas or events and people, you won't go but so far in life. I'd rather be alone with me going where I desire to go than be around people that's not going anywhere. Look at your friends. What future are they going to have? They should be talking about ideas, not individuals. You got to put a certain ban on certain habits. If you know that you stay up too late playing the game and it's messing up with your schoolwork and it's messing up with your time management, you got to put a limit on that. You got to ban that for a season. If you know that girl is not good for you, you know that God's not good for you and your spirituality and your growth in God hasn't budged much because of that one person, you got to let them go. You got to put a ban on certain people. Japan just opened up. You couldn't just travel to Japan for two years. Japan is now opening. And a lot of you all need to put a ban on certain people. They can't, they should just be able to fly into your country, fly into your heart, fly into your life. 
You got to put a certain ban on certain thoughts. If these thoughts do not add up to what the scripture, I got to put a ban on the next point. You must know how and take the time to scan or discern. A lot of people are attracted to what I do. A lot of people are attracted to what I do. Scan. It said next point is you must know how and take the time to scan. If I look at a person, Justin, stand up for me. If I look at Justin, all I can see is his hoodie, his tie, his shirt, his pants and his shoes. That's all I can see with, the, with this eye. But what if Justin's been plotting against me for the last six months? If I don't take time to scan who he really is as a man, that he's really not a fan of me, then I'm going to find, uh, I'm going to have a what? A Judas in my life. You can sit down. Thank you. Give it up for Justin. Thank you. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you, Justin. Thank you. Thank you. What I'm saying, go ahead, go ahead, swear. You go ahead. You go ahead. What I'm trying to say is, shh, you can't be desperate for friends. You can't be desperate for love. Because when you're desperate for love, perversion happens. Young girls, if you're desperate for a man's attention, you would get the wrong man's attention. As a young man, if you're desperate, listen up. Shh. If you're desperate, you won't take time to scan. You got to know the man so well. You got to be a fan of yourself so well that you take time to scan people well. Because if you don't take time to scan them, you don't know who's been set up to cause your downfall. Last but not least, you must audit your clan. Audit your clan. Spell that, please. C-L-A-N. Oh, I spelled it wrong. Clan? No, I think there's about audit. Oh, audit. I'm sorry. A-U-D-I-T. Number one, you must get to know the man. Number two, you must become a fan of yourself. Number three, you must determine what God wants you to do with your lifespan. Number four, you must believe that you can. Number five, you must become aware of and execute a God-given plan. Next, you must ban certain habits, thoughts, etc. Next, you must know how and take time to scan. And last but not least, you must audit your clan. Then you got to audit your friends. If you really want to be successful in school, successful in life, you got to make sure you audit the people in your life. I hope all of you all today believe that you can. That you can pass English, pass math. That you can pass through the temptations of life. That you can through him. Philippians 4.13 again says what? I can. It's mentality. Your doing is your action. All things mean the things that he wants you to do. In order to do it successfully, you must do it through him. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for this time you've given us. I pray these young people were impacted and blessed by this message. I pray, Father God, that when they leave this room, they'll believe that they don't need a bailout. They don't need unnecessary support. They don't need anything but you and some do. Lord, let them believe that they can do all things through you and believe that they actually can do all things well. 
If there's anybody in this room right now who says, I don't know the man. Or I don't know him enough. And I want to be able to be strengthened by him in everything that I do. And you in this room and you say, I do not know Jesus as my personal savior and I need his help now. I need him to help me get through my home life right now. I need him to help me get through this peer pressure, this temptation. I need him now. And I'm not even sure if I have him. If you're that person in this room, raise your hand. If you're in this room, you're like, man, I got away from him. I, I had more time on my device than I had with him. I'm backsliding. I'm, I'm falling away. I'm, I'm not like where I used to be. I'm, I got this boyfriend. He drifted me off. I got this girlfriend. She drifted me off. I got this hidden habit that's drifting me off, and I need to get back to him. If that's you, raise your hand. I see that hand. I see it. Father God, I thank you so much for these young people. That they'll be strengthened by you. Amen. Those people that raised their hand, um, I'm going to find out what, um, what we're going to do next. But I'm going to call you from the office. I'm not going to say your name, but I'm going to say I'm going to give an announcement. Whoever responded or needs to respond to that, y'all be able to meet me later on today in 204, okay?